get off your ash. That's right, you heard me. Confronting what happened to us in the past in order to understand who we are in the present so we can be who we want to be in the future. It's time to stop allowing what happened to you yesterday to continue affecting what you do and who you are today. This podcast is going to challenge you and push you outside of your comfort zone. So if you're ready to get off your ash, let's go. That's right. It is here. Welcome, everybody, to the premiere episode of the Get Off Your Ash podcast. And my name is Joe Amaral, and I'm going to be your host for this series. But I'm also going to be the guy who pushes you to the limits of your comfort zone. Uh, Don't worry, I'm not going to push you right off the cliff, but I'm going to push you right to the edge. I'm going to challenge you to get outside of what you would normally do. I want you to get out of your head and the way you think about yourself and the way you've been told to think about yourself. This is all about making you better, about getting you out of a place where you felt discouraged, you felt down about yourself, and we're going to learn how to deal with our past so that we can enjoy who we are today so that we can be the person we want to be in the future. So that's what this podcast is dedicated uh, for, and that's what it's designed to do. It's to help you deal with your your stuff, you know, from the past. You know what I'm talking about, the the stuff that comes from your past, uh, the stuff that happened to you when you were were a kid, the stuff that happened to you when you were a little bit younger, seeds that were planted that that made you feel really bad about yourself. And you didn't even realize that you were carrying that stuff throughout your life. And it was affecting you in the way you are today. It was affecting your ability to dream affecting uh, the way you saw yourself moving forward in life. So we're going to deal with all that, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we use the word stuff. I'm going to call it ash. And you're going to wonder why in the world I'm calling it ash. Well, let, let me explain. The whole premise for the podcast and for, for the book and all this teaching, it comes from the story of Job, which is in the Old Testament. And it's a 6,000-year-old book. And it's a story of a man who goes through one of the most heart-wrenching circumstances ever recorded in history. We're told that Job is a good man, that he's a wealthy man. In fact, uh, the scripture even says that he is the wealthiest man in all the lands of the East. I mean, he's got everything. He's got thousands of sheep and oxen and donkeys. And you might think, well, that's not really a lot of stuff, is it? Well, you have to remember that livestock that was the product of the Old Testament. That's how you made money. And that's how you had money in in that day. So, you know, if every if every set of oxen was like, you know, a TV set or or a, a sports car or something like that, I mean, he had 1000s of them. So Job was doing really well. And he was the king of his world, there was nobody better than him than than where he lived. And then this incredible story, starts to unfold in in the first couple of chapters of Job. And he's just having a great time. His kids are off having a party, the Bible says, and they're all together drinking and having a great time. And Job gets the news that some of his crops are destroyed, and then some of his animals are destroyed. And then a second messenger comes and tells him about more calamity. And the third, and it builds and builds until finally the fourth messenger comes and tells him that all his children Uh, who were gathered in that home together, that a wind came and the house collapsed and all his children were were killed. And we're told that right away, Job goes into incredible, incredible grief, as you can imagine. And and Job does something 
that's a little a little extra. It's a little more than what people would do in that time. So if you lost somebody in your family, it was very common to cover yourself with ash. So you would burn something, and then you would take the ashes and you would smear it on your body. And when people saw you covered in ash, they would say, oh, he's in mourning. He's lost someone kind of, you know, hey, let him let him be. But Job, some, Job does something a little more than that. And this is where we get the name of the book. This is where we get the name of the podcast and this whole movement that I'm that I'm trying to, to get started and helping people deal with the stuff from their past. And it's in Job chapter two, verse eight. And speaking of Job, it says that he took a broken piece of pottery with which to scrape himself because again, in that time, it was common to, uh, to cut yourself, to show that you, were, that you were in pain. It was like an external representation of what was going on inside. And so it says that he took the piece of broken uh, pottery uh, with which to scrape himself while he what? While he sat in the ashes. And and that's different. This is the first time we're hearing about this. Uh, Like I said, usually you would cover yourself in ash and that was the external sign. But Job doesn't just cover himself, but he actually sits in ash. Now, remember, he's a full grown man. He's had seven children. He's been married a long time. He's accumulated all of this wealth. It's got to be at least in his, you know, mid 40s, mid 50s, something like that. So he's a full grown man. And we're not told where the ash comes from, just that he has it gathered and then he sits on it. So where does he get the ash? Well, in, in those days, in, in, in the far mid east, we know that it was common to, to burn the dead, uh, human and animal remains. I mean, there was thousands of animals in the story. There's no way they could have buried them one by one. So it's most likely that they just, they burned everything, including the bodies of the children. And imagine for a moment, if that is the case, that he collects all that ash, which represents everything he's just lost. It represents everything he's worked for his entire life. And he makes a big old pile of ash and then he sits on it. And that's what we're told. Job sat in the ashes. So he literally sat on, it was his ash. It was personal. It wasn't something that he paid somebody to burn for him and then bring it in. This was his personal loss. And so all that stuff, all that ash is in that pile. Think of what it represents. It's loss. It's hurt. It's pain. It's anger, it's frustration, it's everything you can imagine that comes with that kind, that kind of event that happens in your life. But then we get to the to the end of, of Job. So here he is, he's sitting on his ash and he's he's sulking and he spends 40 chapters complaining. He's angry at God, he's angry at his friends, he's angry at everybody. You know, there's a few verses where he says, basically, doesn't God know who I am? Like, how could he let such a bad thing happen to me? Such a good guy. He says, I was the eyes of the blind. I was the, the, the legs of the lame. I mean, people would fear me. They would bow before me. Like, doesn't God know who I am? Like, this should not be happening to a guy like me. And he tries to, he tries to reason it, but it doesn't go so well. So for 40 chapters, he sits. But then at the end, we have this remarkable verse where we're told that, you know, God restores to Job double what he had in the beginning and that the the second part or the latter part of his life was greater than, than the first. So what did Job do? How did he go from being this angry, agitated, negative man who sat on his ash for all that time 
how does he get to the end as now a man who has everything given back to him and his life is restored and he has a future? Well, we, we see what happens in, in Job chapter 42, verse 6. And this is what really, really struck me as the key to change. And this is why I'm going to keep pushing you guys to get outside of your comfort zone, to confront your past, because this is what Job has to do. So Job 42, 6, he says, therefore, I despise myself. Now, I find that interesting. It's not that Job hates himself, but he hates what he's done. He's become this person, his ash, his stuff from the past, because he's been sitting on it. It's fed into that negativity. It's fed that anger, that hostility. All that kind of stuff begins to manifest in his life because he's sitting on it. And he's allowing it to seep into his system. And he says, I despise myself for what I've become. Why? And he said, now I repent from what? From sitting in the dust and in the ashes. He said, I hate what I've become. And it's all because I've been sitting on my ash. That's it. I'm getting off my ash and I'm getting on with my life. And that's the turning point for Job. He has this epiphany that the longer he sits on his ash, the more negative he becomes and the more he despises what he's becoming. And we're going to talk about this as we kind of flesh this out in future podcasts and the effects of, of our past and how it, uh, how it seems to change and affect our behavior in the present. And it kind of limits our ability to see beyond the just the now. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we move forward. But right now, I just wanted to set that stage. And in what Job did is that he had to get off his ash. He had to leave that behind. He had to make a decision that that would no longer rule or govern how he behaved in the present. And so if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to confront the fear of your past, and you're going to gain a better understanding of who you are today, and then you can start the journey becoming or towards becoming who you want to be and what you want to be in the future. This isn't a, a show. It's not a, a podcast about, you know, leaving what you have for something better. No, it's loving yourself enough, being confident enough in yourself to say, I'm going to ask for that promotion. I'm, I'm going to launch that podcast. I'm going to launch that YouTube channel. I'm going to, instead of always being in fear, what people are going to say, because your past has been controlling who you are. And so, Again, as we move forward in future podcasts, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but today, as the premiere episode, I thought it would be very, very appropriate to bring on uh, the guest that I'm about to bring on. So let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, my guest today is the author of the men's devotional, 40 Days in the Man Cave. He is a super talented artist. In fact, he's the guy who drew uh, the pile of ash on the cover of my book. And if you go to get uh, getoffyourash.today, you can see the cover of the book or go to Amazon and type in get off your ash and you're going to see this big old pile of ash. And I'm not going to say too much more about it because we're probably going to talk to, about that a little more in length, but he's the one who, who drew the cover. He's also the guy who gave me the book title. What a guy. He's a super nice guy. He's one of my closest friends. So please welcome to the podcast, Todd Stahl. And here he is, the man of the hour, Todd Stahl. <laughs> Welcome, buddy. You're my first guest. <laughs> well, I am honored, man. This is excellent. I'm happy to be here. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we started talking about doing a podcast that would go along with, with the book, uh, I said, oh, Todd's got to be the first guest because uh, <laughs> the whole the whole genesis of this thing, it starts it starts with you. So I think it's, it's awesome 
uh, that, that we could do this. And um, I've already talked a little bit about what you do, what your background is, mm -hmm. and kind of that fateful night when I, we came to your place <laughs> down in Leamington, Ontario. Right? <laughs> represent yeah and uh i was coming to speak at your church but the night before we came over to your guys house for for dinner and i just started to share about this idea that i had you know like oh i just want to encourage people to to get off their butt you know <laughs> you were like hold that thought and then you took off <laughs> exactly so what did you do exactly. what's your part of the story <laughs> all right well yeah when you said that honestly it just right I just knew I went downstairs, I started sifting through some of these cards that I had done years ago, which is which is so strange, you know. Yeah. Um, so they were downstairs, I opened it up, I brought that card up, as you know, to you. And I said, I think this is what you're looking for. And uh, you have that card? You, I do have that card. I think it'd be so, really cool to show. So these cards were very simple, yeah. as you can see, got a very basic old rotary phone on yeah. the front. And this is how I visioned it just a simple card. And then on the inside, it's exactly what we were hoping to get here. It says, Job called, dot, dot, dot. He, uh, <laughs> he left you a message. Get off your ash. And, That's and when crazy. I brought that up and showed you, I think you were like, That's it. That's it. Right. That's what I wanted to say, but I didn't know I wanted to say it. Mm. Oh, you know? man. Because I had this whole idea, but like, I want to encourage people, like, get off your butt, man. Like, don't be afraid. Like, it's okay to try new stuff if you fail. So what? And that was the idea. And, you know, when you took off and brought that back, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, here's the question, though, the million dollar question. Why did you even have that card? Like, who writes that kind of stuff? <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? I probably asked myself that a few years ago, okay. too. But <laughs> when I had done these cards, I had a series. And I just thought that was a cool idea. Like, I was going through the same type of issues. Not the same type of issues. But, right. But issues where I struggled with. And, yeah. you know, when you read about the story of Job, it's a very simple thing. Like God said get off your ash, like mm -hmm. stop wallowing, stop whatever you're sitting on or yeah. whatever you're dealing with and, and uh, get out there, get off your ash, dust yourself off and get going. And so okay. I did, yeah, I just did this, this series. And uh, to me, to me, it's absolutely perfect for your book. You know, it's and amazing because all through COVID I was trying to write, I mean, the idea has been in my head for a couple of years, but especially through COVID, I thought, hey, I'm home, I'm stuck, I can't go anywhere, let me try to maximize my time. And I tried, mm -hmm. I tried, <laughs> I would get a paragraph or two, ah, that's garbage, delete, you know, and then a few weeks later, try again, ah, that's no good. And I just, I, I don't know what other people are like, what their process is. But for me, I can't even start to write the book until I have the title. That's just the way my brain works. Yeah, I'm the same with art. Like, if, oh, okay. I, if, I, if I can't visualize it or see it, how it's going to work out, and kind of have a few things where I can pull them all together. I can sit there for hours and it's just, it's not going to be smooth. But when I get those things, like you said, okay. together, boom, it just flies. Yeah. Well, when, when we talked that night and you, you made that statement, you know, get off your ash. And I thought, well, of course it's funny. It's a play on words. Of course, that's, that's hilarious. I don't care who you are. That's, that's funny. Yeah. But it's not, it's not just about the play on words. It's so much more than that, as we know now, like what the ash represents and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
What was Todd yeah. Stahl going through, Ash? You know, when when you came up with this concept for the cards. I mean, without going into details, but just yeah, was yeah. there something? Yeah. No, big big time. And you know what? I um, I was talking to my wife, uh, well Sherry, about this, and I had done those cards, and I honestly believe the things that work out the best and make the most impact. And that always was one of the words that came up: impact, impact. It just hit me: simple cards, big message. You don't need to have big flowery things. Sometimes it's just the small things that really stick with you. And as this came about, I was, I was struggling with depression. Mm. I was struggling with uh, a divorce that I had gone through. And so the mm. struggles of that, the fact that, um, you know, sometimes divorce can make you awfully bitter, bitter person. Sure. And I was, and I was determined that I was not going to be a bitter person. Now it took a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, one aspect of that was, just saying to myself, you know, I've seen a few people that have been through struggles and you see them on the street or at work. And right away, you either want to kind of sometimes avoid them or they're, they've got this cliche about, or not a cliche, but a stigma about them that you think, Oh no, if yeah. I get talking, if I get talking about them sooner or later, it's going to come <laughs> full circle. Right. To that thing. Then, yeah. yeah. To that thing. And yeah. it's like, that's the thing that you recognize about them. Or you're like, oh man, you know, I can't deal with this again. And I didn't want that with myself. And I was determined. But see, but that's but, awesome that you recognize that because a lot of people don't, right? They get into that funk. Yeah. They, they let the ash kind of seep in and affect their personality. That's awesome oh. that you you made that decision. No way, uh, I'm not going to become that person. No, no, I, absolutely not. And that's why I'm like seriously so stoked about this book because Joe, all my art in the last five years or so has been about these kind of things, messy things, mm. tough things, not not mm. all cut and put in a box perfect. So I did one that said it takes two, and it was all about you know what? It's fine to step out of the boat with one foot no problem. It's not a big mm -hmm. deal. Change jobs, do different things. One step is no big deal. Stepping out with two feet is a whole nother ball game. So I did that one. I had another one called turn scars to stars, oh, right? Okay. Where these chains, I had this big pile of chains and at the very end of it, it was all busted up. And when it blew up, it turned into stars. Oh, and that was okay. another thing that I believe is just God, God gave me an idea and a vision to draw that out. Mm. And I think it's just, again, going back to that impact, when people see that, as you've mentioned numerous times, you know, people are bondage about chains, uh, struggles yeah. in their life. You want to bust those away and, uh, you know, turn them into stars or just turn their life around. So mm -hmm. <laughs> all of these things kind of go hand in hand, like you said to me about the book. I love that name. I think it's perfect. Can you do the cover? <laughs> and I said, man, I would love to do the cover. And in my mind, I was thinking, this has got to be a messy picture. And yeah. you said, you yeah. said, I don't want it neat. I just, I want it kind of messy because that's what, that's what this is all about. This is messy, yourself man. Off. Yeah. It's messy. And uh, here, so let's show them the, the cover. I, I have it here. Okay. So you were talking, man, you were talking my language when you said that, just let's make it messy. Um, and uh, we were at a fire call. I don't know if you want me to continue talking about this, but we were at a fire call and we came up to this building and it had about 40 no parking signs. They what, were- Have you ever seen that before? Never, never in my life. They were, they were a massive pile. 
They yeah. were, they looked like they had been shot with guns. They were, yeah, bent, they were in rough different shape. things. They were yeah. in rough shape. And I, I saw that and I'm like, Oh my goodness, Joe has to see this because it is such a perfect example of quit getting stuck. Don't park. Yeah. And don't just stay here. Don't stay here. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. the, the concept was, yeah, we wanted it simple. We wanted it kind of messy, but I mean, I don't know how into the, the picture people can see here, but like there's, there's words in, in that pile of ash, right? There's rejection mm -hmm. and guilt and doubt, shame, anger, betrayal, was it fear, pain, hurt, and all, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because we don't, we don't even realize like what we've been sitting on, like what we've been parking on. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes it's good to marinate and things like, you know, when you marinate steak, that's good. You want the flavor to come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but ash, you don't want to be sitting on that for too long. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> no. Yeah, because so. it begins to, to change. It begins to change you. And I don't know how, how you found it, but for me, it was a number of years. But I noticed that my personality began to change. Like I, yeah, I was more prone to depression and anxiety. I was struggling with insomnia. I became a little more irritable. You know, I'm the funny guy. I mean, I'm the nice mm -hmm. guy, not, not, not the jerk, but I was becoming mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, who is this guy? And why is this happening to me? Did you find that without even knowing that you were sitting on Ash, did you find those kind of changes going on in you at all? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I did. You know what? I, I, I might've been, um, sadly, I might've been that person that didn't show it out in public, mm. but I, I hated the fact that I would, be miserable inside my house or inside my quiet time let's say going for in the car or different things um and then another person at work like you had to be this person out front and yeah that was that was tough for me because i knew in my heart that's that's not how i was feeling like oh hey how you doing how's it going you know and meanwhile yep. all i wanted to do <laughs> all i wanted to do was get lost yeah yeah, yeah. i wanted to run i want so you know what my clothes if if it was a visual would have been full of dust yeah. and i was getting sick of it but i don't you know at the time i didn't have enough probably enough strength to do mm -hmm. it i was asking god i was wanting to change but yeah. man when it's deep rooted and stuff like that honestly when i when i read about the root of bitterness i read mm -hmm. an article about that mm -hmm. man i can remember exactly where i was sitting i was sitting on the floor reading out of this crappy laptop computer mm -hmm. and it just hit me like a ton of bricks like i can't be this way anymore i don't want to be yeah. that way you know i don't want to be wrapped in a pile of ash or sitting on a pile of ash or whatever it is whatever it um, is yeah yeah i mean you know so sometimes we need to get to that point of desperation right where it's like okay this bad and it can't get worse than this like i mm -hmm. i can't seek any lower than this so, so how do you get off your ash? Like what was kind of a, was there a turning point for you uh, or, you know, even with, with the newer stuff, like with this new book, was there anything in there that you found that like, Oh, that was something that I, I grabbed onto to help me. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I think with your book, it was a, like an absolute perfect remind reminder for me hmm. to continue to to keep dusting yourself off <laughs> and getting off that mountain you know like that backpack analogy where you you've got a backpack on for example and you're like i can't take this anymore i'm i'm chucking it yeah and then what you do is you're like oh maybe i should just go go hang out on that pile of ash and go through my backpack again 
like why you know so you reminded me in particular in the second chapter um to just get off your ash like enough is enough Mm -hmm. get off and stay off stay off off, stay off and obviously we all know that that's not easy and you know what it's nice to say oh yeah i i dusted myself off and i got off and that was it i was on the path to freedom and everything no yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work happen. that way. No, we, we all take the occasional trip back to that big old pile and we look in there. Oh, what's in there now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We want to know what's back in there. Uh. <laughs> it, it's crazy to me how we, we voluntarily go back to the ash. We know what's in there. Like, there's nothing good. There's hurt. There's shame. There's embarrassment. That's, there's, but we go back. We go back. It's so weird. Like, we don't, why? I don't know, but we want to go back and pick it up. So, the yeah. question you asked me there again is um there's so many great things in the book like mm-hmm. honestly it's it's going to be fantastic for so many people even if they're on like a if they're on a really tiny ash heap mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. they're on a, a stinking mountain yeah. <laughs> that they they don't even know how they're going to take the first step so they don't fall flat on their face it's, 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 uh, it's so encouraging because you, you talk about difficult things, but mm-hmm. in a way that shows people that you can absolutely do this. Um, and yeah. you did, and you know what, nothing's better to me. I, I love true stories. Mm-hmm. I love documentaries. And when you talk about yourself and how you overcame it, mm-hmm. that's just encouragement to people. And I don't know how, you know, you can't be uh enthused like me i read the whole thing in, uh, <laughs> in one sitting right thing from start to finish yeah that's yeah, awesome exactly. yeah i mean you said i did it well i'm still doing it because it's a choice you make every day because you mm-hmm. know the pile's right over there it doesn't go anywhere you're the one who walks away from it it's still there yeah and you got to choose i mean today is november 17th we're recording this in the afternoon this is going to be live later today tomorrow i'm getting on a plane and i'm going back to liberia you know mm-hmm. because I was able to get off my ash and say yes to an invitation that I normally would not have said yes to because I would have thought, nah, there's so many people who are better than me. And, you know, I'm not missionary material. I'm not this, I'm not that. And, and we believe those lies and we, that's been, right. Yeah. We, we allow all that stuff. People said, you know, I talk about it in the book. I had somebody important in my life say to me, you're never going to amount to anything. You and all you emeralds. And I carry mm. that like, yeah as a full-grown man married with a ministry i know it's devastating right right? yes yeah and then and look at like and look at liberia i mean it's incredible what you're doing and and if you believe those lies yeah yeah if if you believe those lies uh where would you be you wouldn't be happy you'd be miserable because you know your heart your heart is in liberia or wherever it was you know israel and different things that you've done so yeah. Yes. So every time I get on a plane and I fly to Liberia, I think, oh, God, thank you for helping me to say yes. You know, mm-hmm. I had to get get to the point that Job got to at the end of the book. I think it was 42.6 where he said, oh, I despise myself. Like I've despised what I've become. I've become mm-hmm. this angry, complaining, you know, entitled. How dare you, God, let this happen to me? Don't you know who I am and what I've done and how much <laughs> I give and blah, 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 blah. And God's like, oh, yeah, where were you when I created the foundations of the earth? And, you know, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but but I thank God every day that he allowed me to, to take a look into my past and see what it was that was affecting who I was. And so that I could say yes to these new experiences. 
And you said yes. You said yes to releasing the title. You said yes to, to drawing the artwork. And you said yes to being my first guest. And I'm so <laughs> thankful for it, man. <laughs> man, I'm I'm grateful for every bit of that too. I, I really do appreciate it. And again, I'm I'm so excited about this book yeah. for you. Um, I, I feel like I'm a quite an even keeled guy <laughs> like even at the fire department they always say you know Stelzi's just kind of like <laughs> one level and um but not yeah. with this but not with this I'm like I think it's phenomenal I uh yeah I just think it's going to be a, a fantastic thing for people to read yeah well listen man I so appreciate you know your friendship and I appreciate you being so willing to to share what God gave you because that's what the kingdom is all about is about you know helping and building other people up so I just want to say thanks man for thanks for getting off your ash and in turn <laughs> letting me get off my ash and I'm hoping that lots of ashes will be gotten off <laughs> I couldn't agree more so yes thank you for the opportunity and thank you for letting me you know, use my talent of art or whatever. And yeah. uh, because before I, I kept it hidden, even, even with things, because I just didn't think I was good enough or whatever. And, and those are just lies. Right. right. Um, so, so yes, thank you for allowing me to do that. And uh, it's been fun. That's for sure. And it's going to get even better. All right, man. Well, we're just getting started. Todd Stahl. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Talk to you later, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. We hope you found it informative and encouraging. For more information about Get Off Your Ash or to order the book, you can visit www.getoffyourash.today or just search it out on Amazon. That's it for now. This is Joe Amaral reminding you to get off your ash and stay off.